Hey, y'all. Scotty Real. And the dude here. And we just want to shout out to our crew of listeners, growers, cannabis professionals, and recreational tokers. Otherwise known as the Dude Grows Crew. Who every week come through solid and donate their hard-earned money to produce this show. It's the support from our listeners that directly produces the Dude Grow Show and keeps the unbiased grow knowledge pumping out week after week after week, guys. You are the DGC, and there's strength in numbers. So please show us some love and help produce the next show by going to dudegrows.com and making a small donation. Respect. Come on, brother. Let's get high and start the show. Yeah. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Everybody, Dude Grows Show coming at you straight out of Denver, Colorado, Mile High Studios. Dude Grows and Scotty Real. How you doing, Scotty? Doing awesome, man. How you doing, dude? Doing great. This is the show coming at you guys. Teach you how to grow your own, cover some news, get into all kinds of good stuff involving marijuana, cannabis cultivation, and some yeah, good old goofiness. And what else can we add in there, Scotty? Oh man, let's just grow some weed. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, today on today's show, guys, um, we're going to talk about uh, first off what's been going on in our grows, man. What's been rocking in your grow, Scott? You know, I did the settle and forget it whole last week. I was gone, and uh, that's why I was. I've been digging those self watering pots. Uh, they did me right, man. Had my wife just top them off, I think once, and uh, did pretty good. Came I back. Set it and forget it, huh? For a week. For a week, right. you know. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. You have to pray as well. You pray as you're coming. As and you you're came back, and everything was good. Well, you know, plants were growing into the lights, and I had a couple burnt tops, and uh, the reservoirs were dry. But uh, aside from that, my wife did a wonderful job. Okay, let's give her a hand. Nice, nice. We'll be talking about that later, guys. Which we'll get into a lot of the grow talk in my garden. Um, been uh, switching over to flowering, so a lot of training, pre-flower training, pruning. Got some good videos and talk on that coming up. We have grower questions straight off of uh, the YouTube channel, which uh, three or four really good questions, common questions by advanced as well as beginner growers. And uh, that's about it for now, guys. We want to uh, take a quick break, entertain you a little bit with a uh, commercial, and come back and get into all this grow news. We've got some great news articles today uh, coming out of Denver and all over the place. Oh, hell uh, yes. Yeah. It is only getting better, my friend. Definitely. Um, and yeah, guys, if you like what you're hearing, Dude Grow Show, dudegrowshow.com. You can find all this. Let me simplify it. Sounding too much like a commercial for you. Just go to dudegrows.com and hit it up. Everything's there, guys, if you like what you're hearing. Scotty hangs over at realgrowers.com. Uh huh. And yeah, guys, we'll be right back at you. We're going to jump into some news, what we're smoking today, and uh, talk to you in just a minute here. 
You want to exercise your Amendment 64 rights to smoking recreational marijuana? Yep. Yes, of course. Wait, what? But it's Sunday, and you have a big to-do list. I want to smoke a joint. I just don't want to get all blazed out. Well, now there's 3-2-Weed. 3-2-Weed? You can grab yourself a bag just about anywhere. 3-2-Weed is perfect for church, power tools, roof work, light railing. How about talking to the wife? Yeah. And 3-2-Weed is great during the week, too. Perfect for staff meetings, working at CDOT, directing traffic, general managing a radio station, in-laws, babysitting, just about anything. Thanks, 3-2-Weed. So when you absolutely positively don't want to get really high, 3-2-Weed. Nerf's LOL at 5.05. What's up, guys? We are back what do we got to get into now here brother first off what are we smoking today man all right that's a good idea that's what a good is idea. this shit <laughs> headband headband guys that's actually what i'm smoking and what i've grown typically anything i'm smoking is what i've grown so you can make a note there but um we're both enjoying a little headband what do you know about it scotty you know i i just looked on the internet because it's definitely an indica so it says right here, OG Kush, Master Kush, and then some Sour Diesel for the, I guess, a little bit of Sativa hybridization in there. So uh, it's heavy, I'll tell you that much. Headband, actually, yeah, I have about, I don't know, maybe seven options right now. Um, and the headband jar typically isn't picked as much. I don't know why it's one of those that sometimes doesn't get along with me, depending on what I, what I got going on. Um, they're mentioning here uh, a spacey smoke session every time. <laughs> um that's I would about def- right. Yeah, I would classify it spacey to almost uncomfortably spacey sometimes for me where I can't get enough shit done. But, uh, hey, I'm headbanded right now, so, you know, the show's happening, so that works. Oh, yeah, anytime I get like that, I just listen to Tool real loud. It pulls <laughs> me out of it, you know? As far as growing the headband, um, you know, I don't recall there being – sorry to be vague here, guys, but unless I'm growing a pretty heavy, heavy sativa-dominant plant – a lot of the indicas grow kind of similar for me, and if they don't, you know, I just train them and bend them and prune them and, you know, you know, make them how I want them to be in my indoor garden. I don't recall any specific nutrient needs uh, with the headband, and, yeah, it was definitely... What, def- what was about, about eight-week flowering? I grew it a couple of years back, I'm trying to remember. I just remember it being a classic indica, pretty uh, easy to grow. I had real good yields with it, big fat colas, man. Definitely about, I always take everything a little long, though, so I went almost probably nine weeks with it. Um, I do You're recall, so fancy, man. You're so fancy. <laughs> always wait another week. Always wait another week. Thanks. Sure. sure. But, yeah, it, 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 uh, it has a great, it, it cured great. It has an unbelievably strong smell um, in the jar. It's that sour diesel pushing some great smell through. Uh, but yeah, I, I dig it, man. It's, I think it's a pretty classic strain, and uh, I'm gonna have to refill my bowl here on it soon. But hell yeah, man, I'm into it. You're into it. That's but the headband. Whatever guys. it is, I'm with it. <laughs> and we're always got to be burning a little here, burning a little just to help bring across the uh, news and grow your own. We're always trying to tell you guys to grow your own. Before we get into more of that grow talk, though, let let's do go to the news here. Um, I found an article. The other day, uh, I think this was just yesterday, on NPR. So the founder of NPR talks about, you know, all these things, things are great going on with marijuana. We're seeing prohibition fall across the U.S. slowly but surely, and medical states falling to legalization. And people are happy about it, but he's concerned 
if it'll stick. You know, we all can remember. Well, I shouldn't say we all can remember because I can't. But back in the 70s, early 70s, I think we were really close to legalization then with um, getting everything fully legalized. And that took, you know, look what happened with that. So that's why I dug on this article. Um, and right. I don't know what, what you're – what up, what up? I just want to tell you, man, I can't believe what the whole legalization tied. I really feel like it's changed. I've, I was down in Florida this past week, and I, I was working out with the guys that had the radio on, and Morgan & Morgan, this major right-wing Republican law firm in the heartland of Florida, comes on and talks about how marijuana is good medicine and it needs to be legalized. The lawyers are lining up behind nice. legalization. now. I, I, my mouth just dropped open. I could, It was just like... I couldn't believe it, but I really think that the tides turned, changed, and then I was out there working in the field all day planting, and I started thinking about it. The difference between the 70s and now is the older people. The older people now that, that always used to keep marijuana illegal are now the kids of the 60s and the 70s, so yeah. they, they get it. They've had experiences with it. Yeah, and that's definitely a good thing. Um you know, and yeah, it's and coming out of Florida. That's definitely good news. Last but, place you would ever expect Florida, as much as a, a, a crazy debauchery party state it is, like you know those crazy strip clubs and in Miami and all that stuff. The heartland of it, where a lot of the, you know, most of the counties are, are not uh, progressive at all. They're pretty right wing Republican. Scary, scary. Well, the spin on this article I wanted to get into and ask you about is he mentions basically. Um, again, guys, this is on NPR. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, founder of Normal here having a discussion with NPR. You could also listen to it over there. He mentions the concentrates is his concern. You know, me, I have taken a dab once, so I'm fairly inexperienced with the concentrates. I've been using great flowers and joints and bongs and eating cookies and everything else for, you know, a long time. But the dabs, man, that is a whole, like, another world. Have you gotten into those much? I'll dab the shit out of it, man. <laughs> yeah, I have, man. Hold on, Scott. <laughs> it, honestly, for me to do it myself, I'm way too much of a stoner. It is way too complicated for me, so I don't even have a ring. Yeah, guys, that was the sound of the butane torch there for yeah. hot plate. If I got to have my own torch and then some titanium nail and all that shit and glass to break and all that, no, no thanks, man. I just roll a joint or smoke a bowl or something. Yeah, that was the concern, guys. The problem I, I'm feeling um, basically is uh, the concentrates and somebody getting into the news and creating a negative story because they smoked, you know, they had a six-pack of beer. They came out to Colorado as a tourist, you know, had some beers and then got their hands on some concentrates, and they don't even live here, and then they, you know, run through the street, do something crazy. Channel 9 News here picks it up and puts a negative spin on it, and it just freaking sucks. So that's kind of the basis from this article that I had my concern. I could see it happening because that day I smoked that concentrate, man. Uh, it was one of my clients, and it was like, dude, okay, I got to go home. I had a lot of shit to do this afternoon, but <laughs> the afternoon is over. Like uncomfortably, publicly stoned, like you know, driving home, like not looking anywhere, and uh, yeah, I was just basically uh, not too good. Got home and chilled out. <laughs> I, they don't affect me that badly, man. I mean, I can smoke it that. You know, I only, well, I'll only smoke one. And I think it was because getting a little strange, too, you know. When you get a little strange herb, sure. you're not used to it. It throws you for a loop sometimes. Like taking a shot at lunch, you know what I mean? Definitely leaves you feeling a little funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, let's, def let's insert here, actually, Scotty. I have a little audio 
Um, I wanted to insert for you guys, Dude Grows uh, got a call in over there to the Adam Dunn Show. We actually discuss the uh, concentrate shortly. I think you guys would find this interesting in news. Um, so let me put that in here real quick for you guys to hey, enjoy. What up? Yeah, with with the concentrates, man, it's all in who makes it also. I mean, I have actually have some experience with it. You actually have to have the right equipment, and it's lab equipment. You actually need a vacuum purge, you know, which is a vacuum pump and then a chamber. And it takes – sometimes it takes eight or ten different purges, you know, like cycles of purging it and releasing it to get all that butane out. I yeah, to have I, it be – can you ever get all the butane out if it's butane? I don't know. I think there's – I, who knows? That's up for discussion. But you can make a safe product if you use a good vacuum purge and you pull a good gotcha. vacuum. If you're at a mile high, though, you need to use a stronger, a really strong vacuum to get like five, you know, PS, whatever. My point is that a lot of people, it's very easy. I could see how people would slack on. Oh, I vacuumed it three times when it needed to be done eight times. You know, and, and you you're sm- smoking strength. a bunch of butane. You know. Oh, I can. I don't even hope. But want to know what those side effects are, and, and of course, there's You're different terrible, strengths. Man. <laughs> that another reason, guys, just to grow your own and use your own products. I mean, I'm more of a little dry hash extraction guy. Of course, there's a lot of different ways to make extractions, but um, yeah, I mean, it is a big craze. If you guys don't know it, uh, some of you listeners will. These dabs and these concentrations are getting extremely popular. Um, just because their strength, and it's just a conversation that needs to be had, I think, to make sure we deal with them in a proper way if they're going to be available. Uh, I don't even know if they're going to be fully available here to the general public. I, I hope you're not oh, coming. They're going to be available. Oh, don't you worry. I don't want to be on this slope boarding with the dude that just hit his concentrate that's from Kansas, man. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. No, we'll be fine. You'll be, I just don't want to see people getting butane poisoning is what my true, real concern. True, true, People's, You know with weed, man, your tolerance goes up like lightning. Uh, I've got a buddy that all he does is dabs, and he can't even smoke. We come over and smoke some weed together, man. He's like, nah, I don't even feel it, you know? <laughs> nice. It sucks, like, man. It's like drinking Miller Lite, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Word, guys. Well, hey, let's take a, a quick break here. Um, <clears throat> we got a couple other stories we'll get we'll get to in a, in a little bit. I wanted to again show. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy this quick conversation here um, with Dude Grows and Adam Dunn. Check him out. He's got a great show over there at iCannabis Radio uh, on weekly on Wednesdays. And uh, listen to what he has to say. Great grower. He's been in the scene for a while. If you don't know him, uh, you should go listen. Yeah, he's and- full on cool, man. Exactly. So, all right, guys, DudeGrowsShow.com. Enjoy this quick conversation here. Adam Dunn, Dude Grows. This is Dude Grows and Scotty Real, and we'll be right back. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to try to get in touch with Jason Love and see if we can get our guys from Parliament in here. Oh, we have a caller, actually. Let's see. Bam, that couldn't. Who knows? Hello, you are on. Oh, they hung up. Ooh. Call back. Call back. We were just about to take a break, but then we had a call. So if they call back, we will not go on the break. If not, I will go on a break in the next few minutes and uh, <laughs> be back, hopefully, with Jason Love. And if somebody calls, oh, there they are. Bam. You're on the Adam Dunn Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing, doing good. I had a question for Adam here on a news article that came out on NPR. Tell me about it. Uh, basically the founder over there, I think it came out yesterday, um, Keith Strope is concerned with, uh, basically legalization sticking and making sure we don't have any, like, reefer madness backlashes. 
And he brought up the point of concentrates. Um, and basically, you know, my experience, I've been burning flowers for, you know, plenty, plenty of years mm-hmm. and had a client of mine um, one time, hey, you got to have this dab, you got to hit it up. And I know you guys are all connoisseurs of dabs, um, but it blew me away. I had like an afternoon of shit to do that basically got canceled. <laughs> and, right. Um, not that it wasn't enjoyable, but yeah, my question is like, what do you think about it? I, I see potential negativeness coming in the news with the full legalization of concentrates without being with their, their sheer strength and people that aren't experienced at all getting right into them. Yeah, it's going to be, that'll be one of the things we're going to be watching um, start January 1st here because I think um, a majority of the people coming here are not only coming here just to try cannabis legally for the first time, let's say, in their own country, but a lot of them also to try this new thing they've never tried, which are these concentrates. And that'll be curious to see because also the fact that we don't really have um, a system here for places for people to smoke, uh, like, legally, you know. So basically, if you came here, you know, came in from New York or from somewhere and you went to the shop, you're over 21, you're legal to buy it, but there's really nowhere for people to consume it properly. And especially with the concentrates, I think that's almost where you kind of need to have a comfortable place to do it because that is part of the deal. Like, yeah, like you said, it, it really, especially the first time, it might, you know, knock somebody back a bit. It's not, I mean, to me, it's not the danger factor, like, uh, because for me, it's like when you concentrate something that's, benign in a sense anyway you're not concentrating anything that's like more dangerous but what you are doing is creating a kind of a a, a, a more of a dangerous environment if the person isn't aware of how to smoke it properly you know what i mean so that, yeah I, so that could be I a, fear new spins like the news putting negative spins on oh oh for sure and it won't be hard i mean that's the thing for them if they want to put in if you if you're uh, like a head if you're the new anslinger of the of now let's say then you would definitely go after concentrates. I mean, that's pretty much where I could see the easiest way to, like, make it look worse than it is, you know, because even the first time that I ever saw people smoking, like, in a shop in California, I'd seen it at my friend's house, but I hadn't seen it in a store, like in a situation where people were sitting. And, and it was, to me, it was even a little bit like, ooh, this how, how long is this going to last, you know what I mean? And this was... 15 years ago or something like that but you know it was just a matter of how things change so rapidly you know so um but i think yeah they could definitely go after it which would which would definitely be um very easy for them because it doesn't take much i can see that the tourists that are you know enjoying plenty of quality pints out here and then also they get into a concentrate or some some very nice herb and the blame gets put on the herb instead more likely they were you know yeah, it's, with alcohol being drunk. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and and again, that's like the classic where if you're not so experienced, and it it really is, comes down to timing and place, and like if you're, like I know that if I if I definitely don't like to catch like a really heavy buzz with alcohol and then go straight into some cannabis. I, I like to kind of balance them out together. That's because I know that the minute you do that, you get you get spun out. You know what I mean? And that is that is like just like the the learning curve of of a of a stoner, right? You're like, oh, better better smoke some weed while I'm drinking because if I wait too long, have a couple more drinks in the sun, and then hit that pipe, you might you know you might just spit oh, out. Oh yeah, and drink enough to get your first time courage up is definitely the wrong thing to do. Definitely not. Yeah, exactly. And I mean that is the that is going to be the the sort of dividing line, I think, like with, with a lot of these legalization things is they're going to look at concentrates for these next couple of years a lot. And 
Luckily for us, though, the reality is as fast as like the negative news comes out, we're also learning a lot more about this, and we're getting, I would just say, better at what we're doing, you know what I mean? Better at making it and better at, at yeah. consuming it. Because, I mean, there was hash oil back in the 70s, and it was just as powerful as the oil that's out now, even more powerful because they were they were refluxing it, you know, and they were doing more to it than they do now. Like here, we just decarboxylize it, so we get it to its its natural active state, but they would they would actually amplify it, um, but they just didn't have a good way to smoke it. So it was always like, now what do I do with this stuff? You know what I mean? And then it just died off for a while, but now it being back with all these new ways to smoke, that also, uh, yeah, keeps it all fresh, I guess, and that's why it's it's going to be hard to put your finger on it because people, as we, uh, like as now it's all pens too. It's not just about dabs, let's say. And pens are way more relaxed. You could smoke a pen yeah. and oil in it all day and you hardly get the same effect as you do when you do a dab. So I think it's... Be- well, this is a good reminder here how close we were in the 70s and everything got pushed back. And they're saying, you know, it was yeah. 43 years later or so here, but... Uh, exactly. And then, yeah. and, and, and I mean, I don't think it was the... For instance, it wasn't the oil at the time that really made that... Um, like they could just kind of go on anything and scare the public. But, you know, now it's obviously danger to make it. It's a danger, you know, so people live living close to somebody else who, who blows up their place or whatever. Definitely not a good thing. So, I mean, I, I can see them easily. They're easy to put a spin on this whole thing. Um, but I hope that we're, like, smart enough to get over that. You know, we're not going to let that rule us, you know. Awesome. Well, thanks for all you guys do there at the show, Adam. It's pretty sweet. Um, I'm actually a consultant and grower out here. You mind if I give a quick plug to my site? No, go for it. <laughs> Check it out, guys. It's uh, dudegrows.com. Everything's there for you. Tons of YouTube. Educational videos is what I'm after. All these new growers are going to need to know what's going on with growing. So Sure. And it's, uh, like I said, it's always evolving so fast that you pretty much got to keep on it because... Uh, you know what we do today is maybe like you know for instance like on the growing side 10 years ago nobody even knew what a mycorrhizal was you know and now it's it's standard you know it's like oh what you know which product are you using and it, like 10 years ago if you talked about mycorrhizals to people they'd just be like i have absolutely no idea what you're talking about you know and it's still in the empathy of research they, they still don't fully understand all that it's always yeah learning curve is always there oh for sure for sure so i'm sure you'll have uh, plenty to consult and where, where are you based out of uh, just here in the Denver area. Okay, nice, nice. So for for sure, like uh, check it out. Anybody out there who needs a little bit of help, and uh, yeah, how, how long how how long has the site been up? Oh, quite a few years now, uh, but it's just evolving a lot more now with everything coming and uh, all the more opportunities, and you know, not fearing of hiding behind. Uh, um, anything anymore. It used to be a site that wasn't plant-specific because, you yeah. know, of where we were at, and now it's completely plant-specific. All you guys are going to see is pictures of plants and right. growing from seed seed to harvest and using a bunch of uh, Reserva Provada's awesome genetics. So Great. Nice to hear. Um, well, cool. So, like, yeah, keep in touch with us, and maybe we'll get you some uh, of our awesome genetics to try out and see what we Yeah, actually, one quick question. When Are, are you going to be able to sell your seeds to the general public soon, or is that going to be an option without having a medical card? Um, I'm not really sure. I think it's still going to go through the medical thing for the moment. Um, I am talking with some people now about bringing the seeds out via them just because I, I – I was kind of on the anticipation that it might go fully legal and that would be the way to go, but I, I think that's going to take another year or two before they can really get to that point. But um, keep your eyes out. THCs will be back out and around. So Awesome. Good to hear. Hey, Have a good day, care. guys. Thanks. Sweet. Thank you. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it.
talk about what bulb to go with the plant max or the hortolux or ushio and i mean i think now it's done if you're a colorado grower 60 dollars thousand watt hortolux is over at way to grow dude say hey i'm i want to use dude grows account i want to get that 60 dollar deal on the thousand watt hortoluxes another badass hookup tell that to the guys in california and uh that's cheaper than 500 light guys can buy them for just stock up on the hortolux it's a fucking no-brainer all right, guys, New Grow Show back with some more news, grow talk, and uh, entertainment for you, marijuana-specific. So, Scotty, did you uh, check out this article? Guys, there's an article about the Denver Broncos flooding the stadium with marijuana smoke here back when they played the Kansas City Chiefs. That's my team, man. That's my team. <laughs> I mean, I what a pile of shit, man, huh? Yeah, the source in this, guys, is the TopekaAnswers.com. Again, it'll be in the show notes. Not sure if it's like... Fully legitimate paper, but it seems to be. What did you read in here? I don't know. If it ain't a legitimate paper, it's fucking – they're acting like it, you know? They're talking – look, it, here's a quote, man, from Andy Reid, the head coach. It's suspicious when you have Charles dropping five of your toss-ups, Peyton Manning chucking 60-yard touchdowns off his left foot. Our guys are hardly able to keep their balance and giggling, a stoic Andy Reid said, saying the Chiefs will get beyond this. What? <laughs> Awesome, man. Oh, dude, they got, I don't they got, fucking believe it for a second, but it's awesome. They got an image on here, guys, which I'll figure out how to put up for you. I don't know which Broncos player it is. He's running through um, a like just haze of smoke, um, yeah. and it says it says the That's image Von on the right. Miller, man, Von Miller, who got suspended <laughs> so, for six games for smoking weed. Yeah, and it says about the image, uh, the image at the right blatantly shows a marijuana-conditioned Broncos player yes! walking through a field of marijuana smoke earlier this season. Dude, I didn't know Von Miller was marijuana-conditioned. No wonder. Kicks well, fuck ass. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> knows that, man. Oh, my God, guys. you got to read this article. It's, it was it, This was a while. I think this was back in November or something, but it's, it's hilarious. It's um, so funny, man. Holy crap. That's good stuff. 
Yeah, it says, uh, let's go on a little bit. If the evidence and accusations are correct, the Broncos are actively training in marijuana-heavy conditions <laughs> and then flooding the locker rooms of visiting teams with marijuana and the stadium with marijuana, making the other team devastatingly high and unfocused throughout the game. It's fucking brilliant, man. Oh, my God. No wonder we're kicking ass, Scotty. Even that <laughs> bullshit story is fucking brilliant. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, that is hilarious. Um, Guys, yeah, I don't know what, what to tell you about this. Obviously, it's... uh. I, maybe I, we should look at the uh, legitimacy here of the Topeka Answers site. I did go to their homepage. It seemed like there were some regular normal stories, you know, not like a Sun or some, you know, grocery store checkout crap rag. But oh, that's man, this is the best. Yeah, <laughs> it could be all totally fake. It's freaking hilarious. Thank you. So, uh, lesson learned, guys. If you're coming here to play football, I know there's a ton of NFL players that listen to my podcast here. Um, don't be be ready. You better condition yourself in a uh, you know a heavy marijuana smoke environment. If you're going to be able to handle it here at the Mile High, that's how it's rolling. We flood the stadium out. <laughs> I am marijuana conditioned. Oh, I can't. Uh, Von Miller, guys, is marijuana conditioned for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, check it out. Let's go to one more news story, guys, and we have some plenty of grow talk coming up. Uh, this one out of USA Today, uh, titled Teens Shun Synthetic Marijuana for the Real Thing. So, yeah. yeah, man, I was like, all right, you know, I've... Of course, if you got a younger developing mind, we'll do my public service announcement. Ever, you know, you should not be doing any mind-altering type of substance. I'm not really going to call marijuana a drug full-on. That's another debate. Uh, but basically, I'm for it, man. If they're going to put down the pills they're abusing, they're going to. This one specifically says they're picking real marijuana over K2 and spice and synthetic crap. Hell yeah, sure, man. Sure. I mean, the only reason they go to that shit is because delicious marijuana isn't around. You know. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, I, I've never tried any K2 or spice or synthetic. Do you know much about the shit? Like, is it a legitimate type of plant material? or? I don't even know, man. I would think that, uh, I don't know. It's just synthetic marijuana. It doesn't sound like a plant material. Yeah, you think they got to put something heavy in there to, to get the altering effect to them. So the yeah, back I, come, I come from Shade Town, South Florida, where they probably just got warehouses full of crap tobacco and spraying it with some crap, you know? I do know that there's plenty of negative stories out there, guys, if you look around on synthetic marijuana, especially, I guess K2 and Spice are like, we'll call them strains? I don't know. No, oh, I think they're just chemical concoctions, you know? Oh, man, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Let's let's give you a little stats here. It says uh, the number of high school seniors who said they used synthetic drugs dropped sharply from 11% in 2012 to 8% in 2013, the monitoring the future survey released found, um, you know, which I like to see. Let's see here. Perceptions of marijuana have slid in other direction as fewer teens see the drug as harmful and more smoke it. In 2013, one in 15 seniors reportedly reported using the drug. The other 14 lied. <laughs> Up to one in 50. Uh, okay, this just rambles on. Uh, the main point here, guys, is, yeah, marijuana is, is being looked at as not in much reefer madness Teens are being more comfortable, probably have more access, like you said, Scotty, with uh, instead of getting ditch ditch crap, they're actually getting some good herbs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun smoking good weed, you know? It's fun finding good weed around. Yeah, and Definitely. of course, guys, uh, you know, disclaimer, 
you know, if you are under 21, it is illegal to smoke here in Colorado, although it has been decriminalized, I believe, 18 to 21, I think. So instead of going through this horrific court system of crap, you just have a fine-based uh, fine thing. Uh, I think that was just out in the news also, actually, another day ago. We'll have to pull that up later. Um, but, yeah, guys, drop the, drop the spice, drop the K2, drop the synthetic, and pick up some good herbs if you're... Uh, you know, of course, of age and have safe accessibility. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get high, smoke a little weed, man. Can't be any more go. simple there than that, go. right? Um, let's let's uh, let's have that be it for news tonight. Unless you you want to, well, we're we're going to go into grow here, guys. We might be able to find that article, and I think it's actually been decriminalized for uh, eighteen to twenty year old, twenty one year olds here in Colorado, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, let's go into a grower question before break, man. I'm I'm always excited to talk grow and. Uh, me and Scotty Real got, whatever, plenty of years under our belt and love to be able to help out. We're going to have a lot of new growers coming, not just here in Colorado, but around the country coming soon, man. I mean, we see it dropping all the time. I think New York was considering medical legalization or full. You're going to hear that until whatever. What do you think the last state? That would be a good question. What's the last state to fall, Scotty? Jeez, I don't <laughs> even know anymore, man. What do you Mississippi think, Mississippi or Alabama? Would it be down in the south? I, I think they grow a lot of weed down there, though, man. Shit, you know? tough one. Maybe uh, maybe Texas. How about that? Now nah, they're too money hungry. Regardless, maybe Texas. You <laughs> might be right, brother. Hopefully everywhere. All right, guys, grower questions. This is right off of the Dude Grows YouTube channel. I'm always trying to answer questions on there now. Make sure you guys know I care, and uh, we'll cover it here on the air with you. The All dude right, so cares. The dude does care, man. I want good, healthy gardens out there. This show is... Partially about growing your own so you don't have to worry about butane crap, bad chemicals, this and that and the other thing, and people that just grow the plant for money only. Screw that shit. Oh, yeah, man. Grow your own. Keep it clean. Keep it natural. All right, this one I'm at you. Will Mighty Wash work late in flower, Scotty? I guess – have you used Mighty Wash? I, you know, it's one of the only products for spider mites that I have not used. Uh-uh. But you know what? I've been in Way to Grow, though, and I've seen them just walking out with you – know, I've seen customers walking out with, what, like five five gallons or two-and-a-half-gallon jugs at a time. Tons of it was just going out the door, man. Yeah, and I thought at first that was, like, sketchy because when I was in – you know, I, I worked retail uh, when that product came out, and it's like, this is 99.999 frequency water. It's like, dude, this is snake oil, you know? Um, but what's the rest of it, though? Shit, I, I don't think that – I haven't looked in a while, but I'm pretty sure they don't put anything else on the label. Um, you There's know. something else in there because I looked at it. I thought it was water too, and I poured it out. You know, I poured it into a – I believe there's also a wetting agent in there, but I don't think they list anything else on the label as far gotcha. as – Gotcha. There's something in there that, that works, you know? I mean maybe it's just the fact that it's nothing harsh in a wetting agent. And you're smothering them out late in flower without screwing up your flowers. Sure. Um, I don't believe in that frequency shit for one minute. <laughs> you don't think they got like, you know, a certain Metallica frequency in there that just rocks them out to death? <laughs> I have a real good friend of mine, a uh, uh, friend I went to high school with. He's a world-class entomologist. She, uh, you know, goes all over the world studying bugs. And so I can run some of this stuff by her. And uh, she gave me the uh, frowny face on the frequency water. Yeah, I mean, well, to answer the question, will Mighty Wash work late in flower? Um, I featured a video, guys, talking about it when I was dealing with uh, hemp russet mites. I used Mighty Wash then in my regimen, um, and I've seen it used definitely uh, in a popular manner for the last month of flower when the guys go through. They're hitting up their mite population every three days um, with the Mighty Wash, you know, or you know, whatever interval, but I would recommend every three days. 
and make sure your flowers can dry off, and they're getting good results with it. Now, uh, I'll play. People wouldn't buy it if it didn't work, straight up. I agree with that. I mean, I don't care what's on the label. I don't care what they had to say to get it passed through, you know, through pesticide registration or whatever. But there's something in there that's working. Yeah, I agree. Um, But I would, man, I, I would like to do a test. If you're going through your garden, guys, like we've discussed before on the show, every three days in flowering with uh, just ice-cold water and a pump sprayer and thoroughly hitting. And then, no, put a little wetting agent in there, too. Put a little cocoa wet or something, Uh, maybe a little SM90, and thoroughly cover in your garden if you're going to get just as much success. SM90's got some crazy chemical in it, though, some tri-phthalamate thing. At least they list it. Uh, this is smothering. Okay, we'll just use cocoa wet then. I think that's a pretty. Let's just say a very simple natural wetting agent. Um, not to diss on Mighty Wash, guys. I've bought it. I've used it. I've liked it. Um, it did do a number. It helped with my hemp russet mites. I haven't used it against spider mites, but I've sold a lot of it for use against spider mites, particularly in flowering. So I'd say, um, yeah, not a diss on it at all, man. This shit works. You know what I mean? That's the bottom line. Maybe a diss on frequency water <laughs> marketing. You know what I mean? But this shit works. So then the answer is yes, man. If you want to hit up the Mighty Wash um, latent flower, go for it. If there's a hydro shop, buy it to do it. If you don't have any other options at all, latent flower, some people aren't by hydro shops, don't order shit online. Um, use some ice water. If you're in a humid area, make sure your humidity levels stay in check and your flowers don't stay, stay soaked. Um, and you do it at the beginning of the light cycle so everything has time to dry out. All right. Um, we got a couple other grow questions here. Let's take a quick break again. Uh, Scotty Real, and uh, yeah, we got two more exciting grow questions. We'll call it. Um, I'm gonna go do some high training, man. Like I've been wanting to get faster on the snowboard. So like the Broncos, like Von Miller, man. I think I'm gonna go get in a chamber. And like, Dude, I used to do that high training, <laughs> man, because I, I would, uh, you know, back in the day, man, I would ride my exercise bike, I would drink a yeah. beer, and I would smoke a joint. You know what I mean? That's high training right there, brother. Yeah, and guys, it's. Yeah, it's it's how it rolls. Um, it's another conversation as far as it always almost makes me fall out of my chair when people talk about weed making you lazy and, uh, you know, hungry and you just become a couch potato. Um, but regardless, uh, let's take a break. I'm rambling on, man. The headband is, is heading me up. Yeah, headband. <laughs> Guys, we'll be right back. DudeGrowShow.com. Check it out at DudeGrows. Everything's there. And Scotty's over at RealGrowers.com. We're just focused Come on... on. Bringing you knowledge here for now and trying to educate you all on entertainment in the cannabis industry and growing. Grow your own. Be back. Do it. It's easy, man. Lord, oh, we have lost Neil Smith to free agency and Steve Atwater to the Jets. Still, we hope our beloved Broncos can bring home another Super Bowl championship and once again bathe in the glory of your life. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Broncos. Broncos. Let's go, Broncos. Broncos. Let's go. Hey, guys, we're back. More Grow Questions coming up right now. Dude Grow Show. Dude Grows and Scotty Real on the other line. You still there? Howdy. All right, all right. Um, this next question came in um, on the YouTube channel. Again, guys, not making any of this shit up. These guys that send questions are getting a link of the show, and everything is connecting. All right, what are your thoughts on keeping a mother plant, seed slash popping clones, a clone dome, and vegging plants all in a 4 by 8 tent? Is this reasonable, or should they all be separated? Um, did he say He didn't say flowering, did he? So no, looks, no, just veg. It just looks like a nice veg room to me, man. Four by eight veg room. Yeah, I mean, if you're not, 
Flowering in there is still possible, but it'd make it real tight. But I agree with you, man. That's that's good size for a bedroom. Well, I mean, how many plants? First of all, you know, it's probably good for you know three or four nice. Uh, you know, how big are the plants? How many? You know, anywhere from three to six plants, maybe in there, vegging. I don't know. I never go. With, plant count for me is so tough because you could have some tubes in their NFT running sixty-five plants. I mean. Plants, guys, are whatever you want to do. For me, it's fewer plants and bigger plants. is more preferable for many reasons, um, but yeah. Yeah, if, if you're trying to veg three or four plants at a time, nice big ones, you know, up to five, I would think. For sure. Perfect space for you, man. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of grow tents. People that rent don't like messing up their shit sometimes, or they just want to have a quick, controlled environment, uh, a room within another room, and it works great. You know what, great. though, man? For cloning, though, I always like to throw... Just like a shop light or some kind of fluorescent right on top of the cloning dome. I just feel like it makes condensation better than trying to use one light for everything. You can use that top light for supplemental light, but if you're going to put your clones down on the ground or something like that, man, I would just use, I would actually supplement a uh, fluorescent in there. I agree, man. Like down on the ground away from your HID lighting or whatever other lighting you're using with a little T8 tube even or T5 two foot tube. Yeah, two foot one, exactly. Yeah, that's. That's money. Probably won't even need a heat mat under that, guys, for your cloning in a tent. Um, most tents are pretty cozy and warm, but you do want to watch that uh, root temperature if you're setting things on a floor. I love the heat maps, man. Heat yeah, I do too. They, they seem to accelerate. It's a long uh, mother plant in there, man. You shouldn't have any issues with that. It's going to be on the same light cycle as uh, your veg, of course. I don't keep mother plants myself. Um, I've been popping feminized seeds that have been... Working unbelievably awesome for Miserva Pravada. They have they're you know usually strong phenotype across the board from a seven pack of seeds, and uh, man, I, I just don't have room for a mother plant. It takes hey, my time and etc. I've been making these mega mother plants where I'll mega like, mother. Yeah, I'll take I'll take like three or four different strains. I'll plant four and I'll, I'll clone them all at the same time. I'll make sure I label the shit out of them because uh, it gets confusing. And then I'll take them and plant them all together and wind them together, and they end up looking almost like one plant. So, so you sure. could, so like four, like let's say four strains in one pot. Yep. Yep. And, and then, one, and then all it, different types, though. All, all different, different types. Yep. And label them, let them grow out, and then you've got it counts as one plant. You know, it's one root system, but it's four different strains. You know, <laughs> interesting. That's I guess if you were on a very tight, I mean, that helps with space too. Um, you better be good on your training, guys. If you're going to try this, you want to make sure you know if you if you're doing a sativa and an indica that you know it's just not the sativa is not dominating the light for the indica. But that's an interesting yeah. idea. Yeah, you just trim it down, you know. But it's a great way to you can sure. go, out, go, go shopping for your favorite five or six strains. You know, bring them back. I don't say five or six, three or four. Bring them back, plant them in the little cubes right close together, and just. You know, you take a little twisty tie or a zip tie and just zip tie them together and you train it to be one plant. And, uh, yeah, you can just trim it, you know, if one's growing faster than the other. Yeah, I mean, if and if you don't want to keep mother plants, if you guys have confidence and you got your cloning down, I mean, you want to have confidence in your cloning first. But I just take, you know, I just threw an island sweet skunk in a flower, um, took some cuts off her that have already rooted, and so there are my genetics. I don't you know really what, man? I found out the answer to remember we were always asking ourselves whether when you clone from clone from clone, whether it messes with the genetics. I say no. What'd you find out? I found out it does, man. It there's this there's Over this, how long? Over how long though? Each time that you slice it, there's a little piece of the, the bottom of the chain of DNA gets severed. 
and and it has, when it heals, it heals differently. You know, and I'm totally bastardizing this. I know nothing about you know molecular or whatever the hell. But uh, yeah, it, it does degenerate, or at least there are many. He, the guy didn't. He was listening to a general science podcast, but he didn't say every plant. But he said most plants or many plants, uh, when you clone from clone from clone, it degenerates the D, it, the DNA. See, and I agree with that, but what I read, and I don't, I don't remember exactly where to cite it from, is that typically, guys, it's not such a concern. I mean, it has to have been done, and it's hard to tell, of course, but literally, like, billion times. Like, the, the degradation that comes from cloning, um, like, if I, the clones I just took, maybe so, they degraded well, 0.01% or more. Well, why, do, why do clones lose their juice, though, man? I had this bomb G13 back in the day, man, legendary. I threw it out after a while, man. You know, thank God it was so weak. You think it's just virus or something, or there's pathogens that infiltrate it? Of course, that's always possible. A, a, a few solid reasons why um, you guys will see clones uh, losing their, you know, original genetic type. Um, what am I looking for? Phenotypes, maybe is the word, but regardless, not being like its mother, not being what you want, you thought you thought it once was, is sometimes people will take clones at the wrong time when the mother plant is stressed. The mother plant has been, maybe they'll take clones off a plant that's too far into flowering, and uh, they'll see that that is screwed up, you know, the clones, and they're not going to perform. There's, and there's a lot of other factors there. I don't have them right off the top of my head, but... But you I've never, never had that. Genetics, man. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason why, uh, you know, a G13 should be the freaking bomb in, in 1995 and be everyone's throwing it out by 1998. You know, something happened. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've never experienced that lately. I, I've never got a cut that just, you know, was – I've gotten genetics that I didn't like what they did because of them, you know, if I'm growing specifically to try and get more weight on this grow and then I get this cut and I'll – Figure out, well, I don't like that because it's not producing. But not like, it. hey, this isn't, you know, the Sweet Island Skunk cut that I got uh, recently is basically, it's looking just like, just how it should, just how it always had to me. And I don't know how many times that plant's been cut. But regardless, um, I say if you don't have to keep a mom, that's valuable real estate. I'd rather be flowering a plant there. Or I'd rather be, yeah, I'd use that spit room for something else. Most, most indoor gardeners are pretty pressed for garden space um, unless you're on, you know, the massive commercial scale. So, or just don't do it, Scotty. Scotty Real says keep a mom. You got to treat your mama nice. I say grow feminized seeds. Of course, that's not an option to everybody here and uh, all your listeners out there. In Colorado, it is an option only to card holders right now, but soon to the general public. Dude, um, you are so fucking progressive. I'm trying to keep on it, guys. <laughs> We're gonna, hey, soon enough, man. Now I'm hoping to you Colorado listeners and. We'll be able to be giving away some feminized seeds, man. We gotta, we gotta start giving some shit away, hooking people up to grow their own. Uh, you know what? I gotta hook up with the breeder. I'll talk nice. to him. Yeah, let's see what we can figure out on that front. Uh, of course, until January first, you'll have to have a medical card. But I don't think our ducks will be in a row. Shit, it's getting close, man. I forgot it's almost Christmas and almost Hell the new year. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Um, so yeah, in review, man, four by eight tent kicks ass. That's a great veg tent. You could definitely have a mom clones. You could even separate a 4x8 tent into two 4x4 growing areas and have a veg in the flower room. It's all on the scale that you, you control it, man. You, What's you your optimal top. light situation for, for a 4x8? What would you like to see in there, light-wise? A 4x8 tent, for me and veg, I'd have at least two 8-bulb T5 fixtures. Um, I might run into, uh, depending on where that tent is, that might get too hot. So you could even run three in there. So and if that's the case, I might run like some 600-watt, uh, metal halides, air-cooled hoods to remove the heat from that tent. That's what I'm thinking. 
Um, and then another small T5 fixture that would be for cloning slash mother area if you're keeping a mother, maybe like a four-bulb, two-footer, like a perfect two-by-two two square T5. Um, and, you know, and if you don't want to screw with any T5 lighting, I'd run, shit, I guess three. I'd probably run three 600s and a four-by-eight, all air-cooled metal halide for for. Ah, you would, shit. huh? That's That's cool. Hell yeah, push that shit in there. I mean, you could do it as long as you guys keep on your heat. Of course, rule number one, you're going to need either AC, extreme air cooling. Uh, but I'm also in a winter state of mind right now, so I'm, you know, shit, bear bulb it up, uh, just because we're taking advantage of the cool temperatures here in Colorado for the garden. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next question here. Last question, guys, um, that came in here on the YouTube channel over at dudegrows.com you can hook it up there on youtube it's the dude grows uh can you mix azimax with newts guys azimax is a product from general hydroponics and then i'm gonna have scotty answer this um, yes you can yes you can mike i got friends in california that do it all day long well tell them what azimax is just so some people yeah. might not know azimax is azoduractin azoduractin is the uh the active ingredients in neem oil it's an extract so they're chemically extracting that, so it actually makes it really clean. So, you know, there's some azoduraxins out there. I've seen some that are like five mils per gallon. Uh, I think that, what, what is it, like uh, azotrol and azomax are about an ounce per gallon, I believe, somewhere around there. But, uh, yeah, it makes a nice soil drench, and you can put it in the reservoir. You can put it in with some, uh, you know, your A and B and maybe a little fish or some kelp, something like that. Make yourself a nice bitch's brew. Get it in yeah. there. I agree, guys. Like I, I uh, my my pest control varies, but right now I have a gallon of Azimax. I water it in um, in veg, and even I'll water it in up to about the second week in flower. After that, I cut it out. But I only maybe water it in once every two weeks, so maybe three soil drench applications just to get it in the plant a little, as well as uh, spray the plant with it once every about seven days, ten days, up until two weeks. So Azimax is a good all-around product, guys. It's great for pest management. Usually the only time you hear bad things about, like, you know, the neem derivatives or neem is when people try to solve an infestation with it and they can't get a grip on it, so they, they go nuclear. But water yeah, aspects in. This is trying to nip things. It's trying to make things undesirable so things don't start. As soon as that first root aphid comes on a clone, you know, and, and it's in your room and it's trying to manifest itself, it goes into that azomax and it says, I hate it here. You know, I'm exactly. not, not going to thrive here. What fungus gnats particularly... You know, those things actually, they're not so harmful themselves, but they vector in so many viruses and, you know, they, they end up weakening your plants up and really, really messing your plants up. So keeping those things away or just from even ever getting into your grow, grow room, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of smoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. Yeah, and if you guys want to hear more on that Azimax talk and uh, Azadiractin and all that use in the garden, check out episode six, just before this one. Uh, straight half hour or more, me and Scotty talking about uh, spider mites, pest, pest prevention, and a lot of neem and nasimax and azadirac and talk. Um, if you're in hydro, quick tip, hydro. Um, I heard if you want to use azimax and hydro to get it into your plants systemically, you know, you're going to put azimax in your res. Azimax is a good product for it. A few reasons. Scotty already mentioned it mixes really well um, with your nutrient solution. And basically what I would do, and there's a couple variations of this, I'd probably mix Azimax in with plain water, you know, pH my water to where it should be for whatever part of the grow I'm in. If I'm in veg, let's say I'm going to pH my water to 5.9 to 6.2, and then I'm going to run my flood table, NFT, or whatever hydro system it is, deep water culture for a light cycle. Then I'm going to drain my reses, and then I'm going to put my nutrient back in. I just, you know, the idea is to give your hydroponic plants 
a 24-hour period of the roots being hit and the plants being hit with azadiractin. And then yeah, don't go, just throw it in your reservoir for the week. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, probably some shit's going to happen with that. That's not not a positive manner. But just in general, I mean, azadiractin is pretty safe. But just in general, with pesticides, I've seen people take some crazy pesticides and just start. You know, it says root drench, so they put it in the reservoir. You know, it yeah. ends up staying in there for a week, so recirculating, and then they wonder why it gets burnt and gets hurt. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's no good, guys. It's the same with a lot of other products for hydro. There's SNS203. A lot of different drenches, you should use a light cycle or less, and then change your res out and go back to your plain water and newts and whatever else you're using. Um, so in summary, hell yeah, use your Azimax with newts, water it in, get on a schedule with it. It's only going to help you out. Um, all right, well, let's take another break here, Scotty. We got uh, what's going on in our grows coming up talk some about that maybe one more quick news hit i hope you guys like what you're hearing i like what i'm hearing are you liking what you're hearing scotty i don't know i forgot what am i what are we hearing <laughs> we're, we're hearing uh, the dude grows show guys <laughs> check it out at dudegrows.com um and check out scotty real he's over there at real growers uh developing his site and yeah uh, real growers is a mess right now ladies and gentlemen i'm put, just putting things together right now but it's just gonna be a place where i throw my content up uh, and by the time you hear this, it might be, be actually it will be beautiful. I've seen you go through some good changes over there. We're trying to, Scotty would say, what, you're trying to keep it real. <laughs> Let's keep it real because I'm keeping it real. All right, on that, we'll be right back, guys. Later. Man, it's summertime in my grow, man. It's it's 85 degrees, and I actually called up Todd. Temperature needs. Yeah, full-on cool guy. Knows, what do they call mission-critical air conditioning? Meaning grow air conditioners. And uh, he's got me hooked up with that. I think I'm getting a three-ton unit. Really excited. And, I mean, the price is thousands less than the next guy. So Call Todd, 720-312-1015. Summer is coming, and he can help you out. We're back. We're back. We grow show, guys. Scotty. Scotty Real. Scotty How be? How be, man. All right, guys. Um... Let's, I did find one more news story that I mentioned I wanted to talk about quickly before we go to what is going on in Argos. Uh, and basically, this is about marijuana possession for 18 to 21-year-olds in Denver. Um, this is likely to be decriminalized. I don't think this fully passed yet, but this is some good stuff, guys. Uh, basically, for possession, if you're uh, 18 to 21, your first offense, you're going to have a $150 fine. Uh, second offense, $500 fine. And if you still insist on carrying herb around and getting caught by cops, on your third offense, you'll have a $1,000 fine. I'm all for this shit. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds all right, I guess. You know, I mean, as long as you're not in that system. Once you get put on probation and you start having to piss and everything, man, that sucks. That just well, ruins I, I, your I, life. That's, I agree. That's what I think this is doing, right? I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure. The door's just, definitely swinging in our direction at this point, you know? Yeah, guys, I mean... It's horrible if you, like Scotty's saying, if you get caught up in the system. And this, uh, this just like, like, where's a quote here? Um, they just, it says basically they want to give these, uh, age group, this age group a chance. Yeah, I see. Uh, we do not want to cut this age group. We do not want this age group to have their legs cut off before they get started in life, said city council member Albus Brooks, who championed the measure. Yeah, right, it's, it's. This. You know, but it sucks if you are 18 and you're you know, doing your best, maybe going to college or community college. You get something like a DUI or a marijuana possession charge, and all of a sudden you got to get a lawyer. It's thousands of dollars. That shit sucks, man. 
No, yeah, 100%. Life-ruining, you know? Well, not life-ruining, I shouldn't, this will be a little dramatic, but six months people. ruining, you know? Yeah, and then you, you want to basically uh, hate the world because the man's drug-testing you and says you can't smoke and this and that, and none of it had to do with violence, and we're talking about something that grows right out of the ground, so... Yeah, uh, and you find out that eating counts as smoking it, man. Yeah, man, no good. <laughs> Definitely no good, but uh, at least now, I don't think, once this measure passes, if you live in Colorado, you're 18 to 21, guys, you're just going to face some fines. They are steep. You don't want them, but man, that's good news. All right, let's move on to grow, guys. I wanted you to definitely check out that link, though, because the advertiser on the sidebar is like hot chicks with mug shots going on. So. Nice. Unless they're just marketing to me. They're probably just marketing to your IP address. <laughs> yeah, they're targeting <laughs> me. Let's show this guy hot chicks with mug shots, man. He'll bite. All right. Well, let's. Uh, all right. What's going on in our grows? What's going on in your grow, Scotty? Tell Man, me. Man, grow. I mean, I like I said, I've been gone for a week. Really, Doug. I'm going to shout out to Chris at Octopot again. I used to always have this problem where I'd come home and my plants were just bone dry, and uh, some of my plants were bone dry this time. Only a couple of them, but the Octopots held up, man. And there was so much be- between the. There's like a six gallon reservoir in there that you fill up. It probably lasted. I've got some monster plants, probably about six foot. I call them washing machines. You know what I mean? They got the <laughs> washing machine. But uh, it held up because there's. It, I have them in 15-gallon smart pots coupled with the octopot. So it's got like the six-gallon wick or six gallons of reservoir, and then it wicks it into 15 gallons of soil or cocoa core. Man, that shit's bulletproof. Totally nice. bulletproof. So. so money for when you're not being able to be around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could literally run a garden every, se- you know, come go every second day. You know, if you weren't, weren't running a garden at home every third day, even you could probably dial it into. I don't recommend it. Yeah, it's 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 something you just a necessity if you're not going to be around. You can't have anybody else to do it. I mean, I had another grower friend that says the best thing in your garden, guys, is your shadow. Like, huh? You know, but it's true. The the best thing is you in there. That's how you're going to notice shit. That's why hand watering. <laughs> rocks for people because not because i want to go around in a bigger grow and hand water the shit out of everything it puts the grower at every plant site right he's gonna catch problems yeah you're sitting there and you're going god damn why am i sweating like a motherfucker over here and you're like oh this vent fell off you know what i mean whatever how many people got in powdery mildew in that back corner plant that is on an auto feed program that they haven't visited in you know two weeks so but hell yeah um. All right. So, all right. I wish, I would say my shit was growing into the lights when I got back, though, man. That was really? nice. Yeah, it was How'd nice. You it? Were you in flowering? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in flowering. Probably like week three in so flowering over there. Topping or anything? Did you like train them up or? No, man. I used the uh, this. I got this this system. I made it out of a garage gator, which is like some bicycle rack for your garage, and it's so easy. It, it's just like a light. It's a two two light hanger is what it is. I don't know what they're hanging bicycles on it for a garage, but they're about seventy bucks on Amazon. I'll actually try to find a link and and, and put it up. So it's and, like lifting your. Uh... Yeah, it's just a crank, man. You just crank up the lights. It's so cool, and each one for seventy bucks holds two lights. It's awesome, man. Interesting. And then how does it crank up? Just like with a it, hand crank? Yeah, it's got this hand crank. You know, for one hundred and twenty bucks, they got the uh, the electric one, push button. That's pretty nice. hip. That is pretty hip, man. You're reminding me here of actually a product, a uh, new product that came out. I actually heard of it listening over to the Adam Dunn show. Um, and uh, we like talking about new shit regardless. Way to Grow, I think, is the only one carrying some type of new uh, light hanger thing. But it's more than, I think you can hang like eight lights on it, and it's like garage door power. Like you just, 
I think he just hit a button or some shit. I don't know all the, the statistics on it, but um, orientated towards raising a lot of thousand watts, I think, hoods up and down with ease for all the commercial growing going on. That is cool. That place is unbelievable, man. It's like a supermarket in that place. Way to grow. Yeah, guys, I guess we, that would be our grow store news. Way to grow opened a new store here in Colorado. I think 21,000 square feet, so that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I remember I used to come up from uh, Florida and visit that place, and I just, like, my mouth would be open, you know? It was like going to <laughs> Disney World, you know? Compared oh. to the, the grow shop scene in Florida area. Oh, hell yeah, man, you know? Yeah, I visited a grow shop in St. Louis, and I think it's like owned by one of the major distributors, BWGS, and it's, oh, shit. Really? Ocean Forest is twenty four ninety five a bag here. <laughs> yeah, my buddy had to date the uh, the owner's daughter just to get him to carry Grow Micro and Bloom back in the day. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that's our, yeah, that's our shout-out, guys. Way to Grow is a cool store out here in Colorado. Check it out if you uh, want a good hydro store. Um, but onward, onward forward here, we were talking about, all right, so your plants were stressing, and you um, you got that shit taken care of as far as they're into your hoods. Didn't burn it all, though? I mean, I guess your yeah, hoods are cool I, enough. I got, I got a little burn going on, I ain't going to lie, but uh, just cranked them up, and I'll bet you it recovers. It's only, what, week three? Flowers just starting to show? Gotcha. So I suppose your I'll caretaker... Smoke burnt, I'll smoke the burnt ones with you anyhow, man. The caretaker wife thought that the closer to the lights the flowers are, the better. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm getting trouble for that. <laughs> I gave her a B plus. Okay, nice. all right, That's much better than a fucking F. And I gave her a B plus, and you're right. so good looking. Well, my garden, guys. Uh, basically, I've been going into flowering here. Um, I'm going to start running it perpetual indoors, and uh, until we get into the summer, shut her all down. But uh, I, I had to do that pre-flower, um, basically prune and train, which is an ongoing process, at least during the whole first month of flowering for me. Do you use um, your bamboo stakes or what, man? I haven't put any bamboo in yet. Um, I have some videos coming up. What I've done so far, uh, when I flip the lights to 12-12, guys, within you know three or four days, I like to do a heavy pruning. Uh, and i got a video on that that will be in the show links, um, which basically shows me uh, how much I took off the plant, raised it up, lollipopped it a little, and got rid of all the bullshit that's going to turn into, you know, even if you kept it, it would be like little popcorn nugs, um, fluff that you don't want. Uh, so you can check out that. And basically, after that, the plant wants its sativa, so it's going to, island sweet skunk just wanting to grow and stretch and stretch and stretch. Um, I showed how to do a little bit of training as well. Another video up is called... Um, Man, I think it's called one-handed super cropping because I'm holding the camera and doing some super cropping at the same time. Um, and just going over all these things that you want to know, guys, going into flowering and throughout the first month of flowering as far as pruning, super cropping, which is bending your plants over because you don't have any more vertical space or you just don't want them. You want to bush them out more and get a good canopy. Super uh, cropping does more than just, just change the direction of them. It sends some hormones down into that bitch like it's breaking. And that it makes it stronger. It makes a mega bud. Yeah, and you can definitely see where you did it. It puts that knuckle there, typically. Mm -hmm. um, and different strains handle it, you know, different ways. Some, like I actually did one last night where I got the snap. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, it was on a different, uh, it was actually on the Citrix from Reserva Pravada versus the Island Sweet Skunk. She, you can't break that plant. You can train the hell out of it. So you really got to be careful um, on your super cropping, of course. But check out the video on the show links or just go over to... Uh, DudeGrows.com, check out all the videos there, and you'll be able to hook it up. Uh, as far as what else is going on my grow, shit, it, i, I got to try like crazy right now. I have a humidifier from Sunlight Supply. It's like a 
200 $300 humidifier. It's pretty heavy duty. It just like shoots a ton of mist out, but it runs out of water. I have to go down there with cups of water. Why don't you put a flow valve on it? Exactly, man. Well, it, you're going to call me like just the lazy stoner. It already has a float valve in it and a quarter-inch quarter water line hookup on the back of it. I just oh. haven't, haven't been able to run the water line um, off of uh, my, my crawl space access. But yeah, the, the, busy. Yeah, the lesson here, guys, is we always say get a hygrometer or a humidity gauge in your garden. Wintertime here in Colorado or other areas, it's pretty damn dry, and you want humidity, even if you're in flowering in your garden. I'm running 50 to 60% in veg. I'm running 40 to 50% in early flower right now. So you want to keep your eyes on that. The plants love it. You will see them respond to a higher humidity environment. So that's that's the dude grows garden summary. And it'll keep um, the spider mites away, too. Yeah, exactly. Keep the damn spider mites away. Um yeah, man, I think that's that's the last segment with what's going on in our grows. Dude oh, grows yeah. and Scotty Real grows. Uh, growing our own, as you guys should be growing your own, uh, especially if you are in a state that allows you to. And if not, do your own thing. Uh, basically, let's get into – you know what I did want to mention real quick? Um, you know, we're very lightly, lightly sponsored here at the Dude Grows Show. Uh, a couple of our own, I wanted to give a shout-out to – the all mesh bubble bags, guys. Those are Dude Grow Show all mesh bubble bags. Um, full it's on, a no, great stocking stuffer. Yeah, no questions asked. Full on warranty. I haven't had any issues with these. I use them for driest extraction. Uh, they're on Amazon, eBay. Hook up with them through my homepage uh, or on the Dude Grow Show homepage. There's banners there. The other, hey, did you ever show people how to make uh, dry ice, dry ice extraction with those? Because it's so freaking easy, man. And those things work awesome for it, man. Yeah, guys, you'll see I have three or four videos of that, and then uh, I'll put those in the show notes. But also you can easily – I think I have one featured on my YouTube channel, and you can see how easy it is. You know, And plenty of people say, hey, they like their water extraction. They Great. like it this way. Um, dry ice extraction is about ease and having an end product that you can do a multitude of things with. It's not necessarily going to be the most flavorful, awesome hash, but it's great for making butters. I'll have a video of that up soon, and it's, it's great for topping bowls. And you're just you not waste- a shitload of it too, man. Yeah, it's coming from the leaf material, guys. So it's it's coming from a I won't call it a byproduct, but it's it's not the flowers I'm using. I have done that before, but leaf material does it great. Yeah, uh, you got. I, I was surprised, man. I got a lot. Yeah, exactly. One other product, and that'll be the last one. Sweet Mike OT, guys. This is a product I've come across. I've talked about. Um, Scotty Real was the founder back in the day. It's still out there. I have it available. It's an awesome all-in-one instant, you know, tea. No brewing involved. It has all the bacteria, mycorrhizae, trichoderma in it, which I'd love to hear people tell me why I shouldn't run the trichoderma. That could be an interesting show segment. But I've been no loving shit. it. Yeah, there's kelp. Oh, let me not Sorry. <laughs> there's no bullshit in it, but there is kelp and molasses in it as well, guys. And that, uh, that, that's why it makes an all-in-one product. I use it weekly all the way up to about the fifth, the sixth week of flowering, and it, it's been rocking for me. No complaints, hitting all the weights and quality I want. Cut out a mix of biological products I was using before, and now I have one that's compatible. It's very soluble, too. I want to mention that. I love shit that's extremely soluble. You put a teaspoon in a gallon, the shit mixes right in. And with all that in there, you don't see that in a lot of other products. Oh, hell yeah, man. It, it is good stuff. That's my commercial vibe. Those are our few sponsors. 
Uh, shout out to the Adam Dunn Show, guys. Uh, we got a link to the most recent show in here. Um, you could call into that show. You could, you know, talk to Adam Dunn, see what he's got going on. Uh, breeder, um, hemp advocate, cool guy. He lives here in Colorado now and is doing a lot of good things in Colorado. And he has a show going on at iCannabis Radio. Um, shit, man. As long as we're rolling with it, that means we should probably give a shout out to Free Weed. These are all influences and in other good shows, guys. Definitely. I think you enjoy Free Weed quite a few times. What you, you dig on that show too? Oh hell yeah, man! I mean, dude, the more weed content I can get, the better, you know. Exactly. That's Danny Danko from High Times over there doing the Free Weed once a week. Um, yeah, and and it's more than just people like, hey, or what are you smoking, or what's going, you know? It's, uh, the smoking stuff is is okay, man. But I like growers, man. I like hearing things from a grower's perspective. Yeah, exactly. They got some good hitting panel shows over there, guys. Kyle Cushman on there. Um, DJ Short, heavy hitting growers. It's good to hear what they have to say about growing, um, as well as uh, yeah. So show the support over at Free Weed, man. You want to add anything, Scotty? I don't know, man. I think I'm good, man. I had a good. This was a good show, brother. Yeah, we're gonna try and hit you guys biweekly. We want to have the most content we can for you new growers out there. Um, send questions in, dude grows at Gmail. Hit up any of the YouTube videos. I'm trying to stay on top of those comments. Um, if you have anybody wants to advertise on the Dude Grow Show, hit that up, dudegrows at Gmail. We'll check that out. Uh, realgrowers.com. Yeah, I'll try to link that garage thing, that garage gator dealio up. Hook nice. everybody out if anybody wants a, an inexpensive uh, uh, light mover. I guess right. mover. Why don't you just rebrand it, man? It's the, it's the Scotty Real <laughs> Gator Light Mover. <laughs> Featuring Scotty Real. We'll do an infomercial out shortly. Sure. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna sign off. Um, hope you're enjoying the show. Any feedback is appreciated. Thanks, Scotty. This will be uh, Dude Grows and Scotty Real coming at you. We'll be back in a few days. Good hanging, dude. Later. I always take everything a little long though, so always wait another week. Always wait another week. Listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado.
bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly.